Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, Amara. Hello. So this week on Raising Rebels, we are um, dropping another podcast into the feed. This is exciting. It's very exciting. It's a podcast that's new to the Domino family, Black Millennial Marriage. It's um, a couple, a millennial couple, and they've been married. I don't know. like They're like newly married. Well, newly in consideration for us because we've been married what feels like forever. I was just trying to figure out, remember how long we were married. We've been married. How long has it been? Like six, 17 years, maybe? Yeah, 16, right. 17? Remember someone told us like 17 years is nothing when you've been married forever? This is true. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like I understand that. But um, you listened to the podcast. I did. It was really good. Did you have things to learn from these young youngins? Yes. It's like, it was such a good reminder to ride for each other. You know what I mean? They ride for each other. They were so excited to like talk about what's going on in their lives and like, how they're growing together and what they're learning. And it was just like, it was really dope to feel like a sense of like really love and admiration and adoration for somebody. You could feel it through listening to the podcast. It was great. Well, I'm happy to share with our Raising Rebels family. We'll be back next week. Enjoy. Hey. This is the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. What episode number is it, baby? This is episode number 69. So y'all know we about to talk about something gross today. We're really not, though. No, this is going to be a wholesome episode. But then then life life works. Then 69 happened. We was like, damn, we missed our chance. We're going to have episode 669 at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is episode 69, how Randy got her groove back. Before we get started, tell y'all what. That's all about. We thank you again for enjoying our indie episodes. Yes. And for sending in questions. Please continue to submit questions because the indie episodes are going to keep happening. And also, we are coming up on our um, family dinner episodes. Yeah. In which we will also answer questions. And feedback. Together. Yeah. So, yeah. So, please send in like your feedback and your questions and we will answer them. Big shout out to our Patreon supporters. Happy birthday to Nikki. Nikki B or Nikki, Nikki Ellis. Nikki B, that's fam. She's she's two places. You got two different names, Nikki, but we know who you are. <laughs> your birthday is October 15th. And so we're giving your early Libra? shout out. Yeah, Libra. Giving your early shout out because we won't be recording, obviously, on that day. And also, happy anniversary, Alicia Brown, October 18th. And happy anniversary, Ty, <laughs> October 12th. Happy anniversary, Ty. Yeah. Ty had a message. Yeah, they've been married for two years and her message says, Trey. I'm going to love your ass for life. I think that's sweet. <laughs> Short, to the point, and it encompasses I, I, everything. I'm laughing with you and the joy in which your marriage shares. <laughs> happy anniversary, y'all. Happy, happy anniversary, anniversary, Alicia. Happy birthday. And happy birthday, Nikki. We appreciate you. Thank you for your patronage. Thank you for your patronage, yes. 
All right, y'all. So y'all know the drill. Call to action. Please be sure to check out our website at www.blackmillennialmarriage.com. We are now and still and always available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. Rate us. Mm. Please, y'all. Five stars, please. Five stars only. We've been saying that, but we we got our first three star, y'all. Our first hater. Mikey, stop. And I'm curious. I am curious. Mikey. On how you found us. Heard up to this point and decided to keep hating. Maybe they skipped around. Hmm. Maybe just to some people, we are three-star rating. That's fine. Find your people, please. But for the other people who love us, please continue to rate us five stars. Yes. And share us with your people. But see, this is why my lift average was 4.98 when I <laughs> retired. Because of shit like this. That one four-star. This is a three-star. C's get degrees. They do. So you know what? Thank you. <laughs> we are not a C. Follow us on social media platforms. On Instagram, we are... Black Millennial Marriage. On Facebook, we are... Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. And on Twitter, we are... At underscore the Chapmans. Leave us a voicemail, y'all, at 770-750-4098. That's 770-750-4098. And also, y'all... Don't forget the relationship horror stories. Yes, it's October. It's October, and we're going to do this one more again. This is our version of, like, Treehouse of Horror. So, like, send us things. Yeah, so we have a few voicemails already. We would love more. You can also send us crazy horror stories you see on the internet. You know, you know, you can just, that can be your easy way out. So, please, yeah, keep, please send us horror stories. Relationship we're do horror that. stories. Don't forget them. That's going to be what our last episode of October. Mm-hmm. Before our break, y'all, y'all know we're going on break soon. It's time for that rest period. So we want to leave on like a fun note. Mm-hmm. All right. We have some listener feedback. We don't have an email because we're saving some of these emails for our family dinner. Because mm-hmm. y'all really enjoyed those episodes, that episode. And so we're going to do it again. But we do have a voicemail and we're going to play it before we get into this episode. We hope you enjoy. Hey guys, it's me Nikki from South Carolina. I am listening to episode 59, and I just finished listening to the engagement piece. So why did I get married? So part of the reason would definitely be because that's what I know. Um, My mom and stepdad have been married as long as I can remember, and they had... They have the most beautiful marriage. I've never heard them raise their voice at each other in my life. Um, And I was in college, and I was a true advocate for, I don't love these hoes. I ain't never going to get married. If you knew me in college, oh, God. So I found that my husband at Valdosta State University. Um... I realized that I wanted to spend my life with someone and I wanted to do it in what in my mind was the right way. I wanted to live my life with my kids eventually and us all having the same name. I married him because he's literally my best friend. I wanted to be married because I wanted to joke on somebody every single day and you can't leave me because you're joking on each other because you married me and now you're stuck with me forever. So that was a really quick quick voicemail. That's why I got married. He's my best friend. Um, I couldn't imagine doing life without him in it. Y'all have a great day. Hear y'all next episode. Bye. Now check it out. Now look, the apple don't fall far from trees, right? I'm in the land of milk and honey with the bees, like. And if I'm ripping it up, I'm so with my seeds, like. Now check it out. 
you, Nikki. Thank you. I that feel was you. Great. You're not supposed to love these hoes in college. <laughs> You're not. None of these hoes are supposed to get any love. And, and yet, you was on the right track. Here you are. I was 11 on these hoes in college. Oh. I was just 11 one hoe. Oh. Yeah. And I got that hoe pregnant. Anyway. I got a podcast with the hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, shut up. Thank you, you said Nikki. that was um that was from episode fifty five. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Why Thank do millennials you. fall in love, I believe. That's Thank the you one. for going back and like answering the engagement piece. Yeah. We appreciate it. You're the best. All right, y'all. And obviously congrats to you and your husband for like getting married and yes, making it hopefully, work through college because we know. Yeah. A hundred years to y'all. <laughs> All right. Unless you don't want to do it. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. All right, y'all. So this is episode sixty. Ooh, what we talk about, babe? How Randy got her groove back, y'all. It feels so weird to be leading this. It's my lead because I'm last excited. episode was Mikey's. Mm-hmm. But like, it feels weird. Anyway, what we talk about, babe? You didn't even put it because I because we, well, we never talked about what we we're gonna talk about. Mike, <laughs> we didn't talk about it. So from the heart, what are you thinking? I got a job, y'all. Woo! I got a full time job, Woo! and I'm going back to work. Uh, is that too many high pitched poos? And uh, yeah, Ooh. dude, I really hate she ain't put nothing here. But you did well the other part. <laughs> you did. So, I'm we, like, we never, we never said. But this your, this is your role. You supposed to make sure we say you have production notes for the past two years. And Mikey loves on the production notes, y'all. But every time we get on here, it's always something. Why are you blinking at me? Because I just want to celebrate my wife, babe. Thank you. I love you. I'm excited. So yeah, we're gonna talk I'm about. Proud of you. What you mean? You got a job. I do. We're going to talk mean? about that whole thing. I got a job. Which, what does that mean? That I, I have, what do you mean? You what? have employment? Yeah. What? Yeah. We talked about this on a couple episodes and like how somebody gets sexier after they get a job. <laughs> did we? And he was already sexy. Was I? Yeah. And you said I got sexier after I got my job. You did. I mean, mainly because you were also back home. That's what I'm saying. And so I could actually see you and see that you were still sexy. I'm just thinking of all the gifts you're going to give me. And it just, it's so sexy. We'll wrap it up with a fight or flight. <laughs> And end it with some always appreciated PDA. Before we get into this episode, uh-huh, uh-huh. we do have a love story that was sent to us by one of our listeners, Charnel. Yes. And Mikey's going to gonna take it from here. Thank you so much, first of all, for sending in this uh, yeah. story because it kind of saved me. I was going to do a different story, but that story went left it when went I got to the left. end of it. Um, so here we go. The title of this one is He's 103, She's 100, and they just celebrated 82 years of marriage. Wow. All of those numbers are gross. Yeah. Let's find out why. Let's say marriage makes men live longer or helps men live longer. Yeah. Because y'all out here making more responsible choices. Anyway, go ahead. Is that what you think it is? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I think I it's think because, it's because we like wake up every day. We like, I want to make sure I, I live her. And you have to communicate. Long. So like you, like the things that would kill yeah, you yeah, if you weren't, I did. I just, mm-hmm. I did hear you. I'm acknowledging that I heard you, <laughs> but I, I raise you one and Thank I you. say, oh, that is because oh. y'all are forced to communicate, do okay. therapy, go okay. to the doctor's office, Got and you. look at you, 103. And you think that's what Willie and D.W. did. Go ahead. <laughs> Willie and D.W. Williams have a lot of life mm-hmm. and a lot of love under their belts. On Sunday, D.W., 103, and Willie, 100. Ah, Cradle oh, Robber. Mikey, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. shut up. She's older. Celebrated not only their birthdays. They're both a century. That's true. They celebrated not only their birthdays, which are just seven days apart, mm. but a staggering 82 years of marriage. So they married their own sign and stayed that way for 82 years. Wow. They must be Pisces. According to WSOC TV, mm-hmm. uh, their daughter and granddaughter, BJ Williams Green, marked the trifecta of milestones by throwing the, I didn't even know this was right, Centurion? 
<laughs> just chance. <laughs> I skipped over this when I first read through it. A uh, couple, one big party uh-huh. at First Mayfield Memorial Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. To see them at this age and still doing well, it's just a blessing to have them here, Williams Green told local news station. DW and Willie said that they remember meeting when cab rides were 10 cents. Wow. Uh, together, they lived through wars, the Depression, and the Civil Rights era. But when it comes to keeping their love alive for the better part of a century, they told WSOC-TV, I like how they slipped their name in there, that there's really no big secret. Just be nice to each other. They agreed. Mm. They are each each other's best friends, added Williams Green. And that's it. Oh, Y'all, kindness really does impact. It's simple, man. It's how you like, we it's keep not hearing simple, this. But no, it's, like it's it's the concept. Yeah, is a simple one. It's, it's no other being type kind of, to each yeah. other and doing what it takes to get to that point and mm-hmm. finding out what that means is what is how you last. Wow, that's beautiful, babe. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of kindness, let me again start us off by saying one. I am extremely proud of my wife for this job. Um, Thank you. It is the first thing that she has outright said that she's wanted in a long time. And I'm very, very happy that you got it. I knew you got it when you got the interview. Ugh. I was very clear on that. He was. And you can admit. I mean, he was clear on that, but. I was clear that you got it when you had the interview. Like. Was I or was I not? You said that I did, yes. Okay. Um, so there for the last couple interviews. episodes, this is the thing I wanted to talk about. Randy was on an interview and I just wanted to tell everybody, I know she about to get it. So we getting ready to celebrate her. And that's what it was. But, um, I am not pregnant. I love you. No, there is not nothing pregnant. else happening. Um, unfortunately, we are still in the back cave. There is no <laughs> new house um, in the works. I did not get a billion dollar job yet. Not yet. But did get a lead today. Um, yeah, but no, we are here to celebrate. The greatness that is the black woman that is the love of my life that is my wife. <laughs> Thanks, babe. This is so weird. I'm, what am I supposed to do? You, Talk. I can't leave this. Talk. So this section. So into the main topic, Mikey put Randy is that nigga. That's probably why we got three stars. <laughs> we got somebody was like, why y'all say nigga too much? Y'all cuss too much? Three stars, niggas. But no, okay. I'll take it. We that. really shouldn't. We really, y'all, I just watched the Blackish episode. I'm so behind before y'all start cussing me out. Which episode? I'm on the N word. We saw that together. No, I couldn't remember. I so I like rewatched. The last one we saw was the, the Black and Brown Car- one. The one that, no, the I one. I specifically haven't watched it the since. The last one I saw was the haircut one where he wouldn't leave his barber. That's an old, old one. I'm so behind, but I'm oh, committed man. to completing catch, completely catching up, starting Mixedish, Mixedish, and finishing Grownish. I would, I, okay. I'm committed. It might take this year and next, but I'm going to do it <laughs> because I need to get back to like my shows. Anyway. Yes, ma'am. So y'all got a J-O-B. New career path number two. So Mikey put this why. It's not necessarily a new career path. New meaning the second person in this marriage to get a, to, to start on a new career path. But it's not a new career path. It's the career path that I've been trying to get on. And... That's not what you said in the production meeting. You said it was I was the second person to to start on a career path. So your and, original yeah. your original goal was to be a published writer. Yeah. Now you're working in publishing. Yeah. On top of wanting to be that's a new career. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, that's what you're that saying. That part. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I see what you're saying. This is to me, it feels like the first job. It feels like my first job. Mm-hmm. Period. That's what I mean. But you, yeah. you, oh, you, yeah. okay, like the the job I'm excited about. The yes, job ma'am. This is like, the first step on a new path. Yes, but it's still 
you're right. I mean, I get, okay, we'll get into that. I, I think I'm confused because my intention is still the same. The di- only difference. I mean, is, the path gonna lead back to what the goal was, regardless. But it's, you know, right. it's a different. This is a different route. Yeah, the goal was to be a published novelist. I am a published writer, but the the goal was like to do books. We ain't there yet, though. But that's okay. But, so anyway, so the first part that we're gonna get into is <laughs> what happened. Um, yeah, we haven't had sex. That's why we sound all discombobulated. This baby's sick. It's been it's weird over Drew here. Drew over here bouncing around in my lap. She ripping off my chain. I just gave it to her. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. I gave you my gold. She's I tired. gave you all that I have. She's tired, Daddy. Okay, go ahead. All right, so let's get started. Okay. What happened, Randy? There has been months of episodes of Years. work struggles, think, yeah. life struggles, new baby struggles. There's been a whole bunch of things happening. There has been no mention of Randy even looking looking for a job. So why did you start looking? Well, there were a few things. Are you laughing? Are you, why? I'm, I'm happy. Um, there were a few things about why I started looking. There have been... There have been a few things. So the first thing, really, the main thing was watching Mikey's process. Actually, it's two things. It was realizing the type of marriage we have slash watching Mikey's process. So y'all know that Mikey left his career of in like nonprofit education because it was no longer serving him and it was hard to serve his students poor. You know, like it was mm-hmm. just like it just it, it was the cons were started starting to outweigh the pros it was taking a toll on him on our marriage all those things and so he made a career shift into coding and software engineering and web development and that was and i had a special seat outside of like just a listener who's listening to the, to the podcast or even recording the podcast i had a special seat into this process and it was encouraging and it was really brave and it got me thinking about my intention and about my life and in a different way that I've ever considered it before. I think that in the beginning, when I first wanted to write, it was to do it as a service. You know, I want to contribute. I want to be taken seriously. I want when someone Googles me that it pops up and shows like that I've, that I've dedicated my life to language and literature and, um, and publishing but when life started to happen and when I got let go my intention shifted to I need to write this book so I can get in advance so I can save my family and once that intention like became impure I believe that's when like things started to really fall apart for me and career-wise like work-wise yes yes and um and I think that God knew that too because I have like on my desk I have five things to remember and one of those things is God doesn't forget and that was for me to say like God doesn't forget the wishes that we wanted or the prayers that we prayed when we were kids and my prayer like I said when I was a kid my intention was very was set on longevity Mm. and making an impact and doing the work and so Essentially, somewhere between there, like I said, it got blurred and your process really brought that to my attention on top of me just not having any money. Like this is deeper than like vulnerability for me. It's not trusting Mike to be able to provide because he's proven that he did live for three years. He put up he did the extra work. He endured the jobs he hated to make sure the family was good on top of obviously the times that I was working. So it wasn't a concern about whether you could provide. It was also me just realizing 
that we are not the type of couple where only one of us can work. Mm. And I what think, do you mean by that? I think it takes a toll on our marriage. I don't think that we're the type of couple where one person can work traditionally or even like have this steady check while the other takes care of the home in that sense or the podcast because we started the podcast as a couple and it wasn't like my thing and I brought it to you and you were like okay it was like okay we're going to recommit to this because it changed after we lost the first baby and we realized we still wanted to do it and but a lot of the bulk of that work fell on me because you had to do everything else. You had to provide financially, do the coding program. And then Drew got here. So then I became really the essential caregiver in the home during that time. But now she's in daycare. So it's like everybody has their thing, right? And mama's at home on the podcast. Podcast done. What am I, you know, what am I doing? So it was a combination of things about why I started looking. Um, but those were the main things. And I just think that, like I said, we've talked about this, but really for me, the toll that it was taking on our marriage for all that labor to fall on you was not, was not good. It's not good in my opinion. Yeah. There's, there's something I'd like to add on to that. I think that it's your time. Mm. Um, Thanks. I, ultimately. Yeah. I know you know what I mean. I haven't said that to you. You but, haven't. That's why I'm like, Oh, um, okay. There's a, there's a trend that you and I are aware of and, I don't know, maybe other married people or people in relationships get it too. But when you're together long enough, like sometimes it's just some, it's the other person's turn, um, to go through the storms, to do their thing, to shine, whatever the case may be. I have went through a lot, both separately and with you, um, after the first pregnancy, before that with my job loss, with your job loss, with like everything. Like we've just been like going back and forth with our turn on the downside of things. Okay. If I'm making sense. Mm -hmm. And like me taking on this program and trying something new to like to better for the betterment of like our family was like my thing that I had to do. And now I think this is like your turn to do your thing. And I just want to like support that. Me and Drew, we just want to like, I don't know. Y'all, we've been cheering for Randy. We're just happy for her. Yeah. Thank because you. it's it's you should be celebrated. You've not worked traditionally for a while. 15 months, 16 months. We'll dive into the depths of that yeah. in a minute. But this is, um, I don't know. I think that, one, I love your attitude surrounding the whole thing. Um, I'm going to support you no matter what. And we're going to find balance with everything no matter what. But I just kind of, you know, it's just nice to see you step into, like, your My thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, babe. I really appreciate you saying that. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so... I also, also really like your outfits from your interview. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what, what, what was I supposed to say? I was going to say, what was I trying to say? I was also trying to say that, like I said, I've said it during my PDAs, but again, like your process and your bravery really encouraged me. And another thing that happened that was like, okay, Randy, okay, it's time to find work. We had a bill. That it just one getting paid, y'all. Is like, this the last straw for you? Was this really like that? The, was the last straw. That was the last straw. Because at this point, y'all want like, and my mom, when we sent the message, the group message to the family about Mikey's new job, we thought that the responses were like not as hype as <laughs> as we were, not in terms of like, oh, okay, it was everybody was happy because everybody knows, but don't nobody know, no. And I know the people who are in a couple in relationships or who are married get it. Don't nobody know like your spouse or your partner, but we was over here celebrating 
not necessarily physically, but like just mm. <laughs> like verbally and vocally with each other. Um, but like in the message thread, everybody was like, hooray and congrats. But it wasn't like, no, y'all need to be coming over here and we need to be doing a praise dance. And my mom was like, because we're pretty stoic when we talk about what it's been. I didn't realize that to other people, like to some people, we come off as stoic as like, oh, it's not as bad as it is. Like she was like, it, a lot of people don't understand the gravity of what. Of how because bad. I'm not always trying to illustrate the gravity of right. the people. Because I'm not. No, it's not a bad no, thing. I it's get just, it. Yeah. It's just that is that is who we are. Because we're not trying to make it seem like one. We want you to like come save us. Or we're PBS, not trying to yeah. make people feel worse about what our situation is. But you mm-hmm. know, I use the word dire in my email. <laughs> I was like we are in a, di- a dire <laughs> straits. A nigga said dire. Yeah. <laughs> We were, so that was the last job. That bill was the last job because y'all, there was nothing, there was nothing Mikey could do. He, it was nothing he could do. There was, there was nothing I could do, obviously. It wasn't going to happen and we can't pay not nobody back. We can't, like we just can't. And that, I, and so after that, and we talked about that briefly, Mikey went to his corner. I went to my corner and I was like, okay, God, for real, tell me what you want me to do. I'm going to do it. And I got a job. I'm going to do it. In my corner, I got a job. Mikey got his job. And God was like, you need to get back on LinkedIn. Mm. I said, cool. I can't find none of my pictures. I chose this picture from 2014. I still look the same. Cool. I got the picture from 2014. <laughs> no, no, you're not going to gloss over that. Y'all, it's 2019. It's about to be 2020. Yeah. Brandy, you chose a picture from 2014. I look the same. Exact same picture. I look the exact same. I so I was it. like, okay. Because I can't Black find. Vampire. Because y'all, after I lost that last job, what I said, I deleted everything. I deleted my LinkedIn. I said, when y'all see me again, I'm going to be in Oprah's book club. Mm-hmm. Fuck all y'all. Mm-hmm. And I was going to disappear my way into the book club list. Got you. That obviously didn't work. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay, guy, get back on LinkedIn. I don't know why. Actually, I didn't know why by this point. I was like, okay, fine. Then guy was like, get on. Indeed. I said, okay. And I searched what I searched, dealing with publishing. Mm-hmm. And I did it because I had heard you talk about how, like, you got, you did the program, but you couldn't really learn it or, or use it in the way that other people have because your baby had just been born. And then when class is over, you're driving Lyft. But now you're in a space where you're earning this money, all this money, and also in a space to learn it. So I was like, Randy, you need to get back to a learning phase. Mm-hmm. So I typed in what God told me to. Yeah, I promise you, I, I felt led by the spirit. I was like, this fine. part might irritate some of our listeners. That's fine. I don't know what to tell you. That's, That's just what happened. I'm putting it out there. That's what happened. So, Randy, how many jobs did you search and apply for before you found this one? One. It popped up first. I read it. I said, this is, y'all, I said, this is it. I, it said to send a cover letter and resume. Some old bullshit. I updated my resume. Some bullshit. I updated it's my cover letter. It's great bullshit. I wrote my cover letter in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Read it out loud to myself. Mm-hmm. Finished it. Mm. Sent it. Actually, mm-hmm. I scheduled it because I thought it'd be weird to get an email from somebody at night. So I scheduled it to go out the next morning. That would have been weird. This was September 20th, y'all. Mm-hmm. And it went out. And I said, okay. And when did you get your offer? A few days ago. <laughs> gotcha. So um, less than 30 days. Yeah. Far less than 30 days. And you applied to one job. Yeah, yeah. And you got it immediately. Yeah, because also we're not in the business of just taking any job anymore. And I know, man. Like, and like nah, me and God are in part. cahoots. So we're not in the business of just taking there any job, to take any job. I chose this job to apply for because it excited me. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any relief, like, oh my God. You know, it excited me. I just felt so happy. And I was like, okay, okay, God, that's the one. 
Fine. Fine. I want you to, I want you to talk about that a little bit. Okay. That, and I, I was going to have a question about that, but I changed it. But I do want you to like share that part. Um, coming from what we come from and doing the work that we've done, we've always been in a space where like jobs are like, well, you just got to work because bills. Right. So you just got to accept whatever. Right. And so like jobs are hard. Your team ain't always great. You just got to deal with whatever. And die Everybody here. don't love the work they do. Yeah. Yeah. No. And after your last job and especially yeah. after my last job, that was just not our approach anymore. Yeah. Like it is, it is possible for you to like your workspace, to like the people you work with and to seek something that is actually a good fit for you so that right. you can enjoy the work that you do. Um, especially because so many new places, especially for like millennials, yeah. are a lot more welcoming to us. Yeah. Like, look, you got to be here all people, day. So we don't want it to be shitty for you. Right. And people are, employers are getting training on how to do better. Mm-hmm. Renee Brown talks about it all the time. People fly her out and be like, look, we need to retain employees. What are we doing wrong? Yeah. Like y'all like an empathy. Y'all not paying them enough. There's no health care. It's, it's screwed up. You know, things like that. Like, so who you're were right. we talking to and they were talking about like the perks of their job. They was like, yeah, we have this, 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 and this. And we also get checks. Like it was. Cece. Okay. Yeah. So that, yeah. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. I think maybe Jeff too. Oh but yeah. It was like, Jeff. like they have all these benefits. We have, you know, they have the, uh, the happy hours and the, the other stuff Free but they have they have like oh yeah catered lunch every but they also got maternity leave maternity leave they paying for adoption services maternity they got maternity. pet care mm-hmm. like there are ways to take care of your of your employees to retain them and and like and still make sure your job is done and so i knew that i wasn't just gonna apply for any old job also real quick again back to the mentality i think a lack of understanding that you have access to those positions is right one thing. people are qualified for more than they think they are qualified for exactly but they're not searching. Oh, Let me no, not no. say they. We weren't looking for what we was what we were looking for well, back I, then. You know, right? And one not only did we not have access to the information, but also, and I talked about this in my indie. I didn't think I was deserving. So once mm-hmm. that mindset changed, I didn't apply for this job till it dawned on me that I was deserving and worthy of like good shit. And so like it was a trickle effect. Same. That eventually I was. So by the time that I've accepted that I deserve this, I deserve to be happy. And I you had it joy. and done. Like it was, yeah. So I chose one job. Mm-hmm. I looked, but I was like, no, you I'm not. Look. I'm not applying. The way you said I looked. I mean, like I kind of like scrolled through the rest of the list that popped up, but I was you like, no, nah, this it. I said I listened, so I listened. So I was excited. It wasn't relief. I was excited to see this job. I was excited to apply. Like I said, I did it all in one night, mm-hmm. and I scheduled it off. I heard back, and let's just dive into the process. Oh, okay. Right. Um, I heard back from the position from the company and they were like, Hey, got your cover letter, got your resume based off your background and your skills. We need you. We would like to call you. They tried to play um, it cool. It would this call will take between fifteen and twenty minutes. We're gonna okay. give you some info about the job and the company, and then we're gonna ask you one question. And the question was, Why does it make sense for you to have this job right now? And so they gave me the question beforehand so i had and like you came home with that question and you told me but the prop the, the 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 gag is i already had the answer last yeah week. so i like y'all i literally am like squilling because i'm like they don't even know i got this answer you're prepared i was prepared and didn't even know it you know so and i love that they did that because it's an it's a non-traditional approach to trying to hire someone they're trying to see not only are if i'm a good fit but are they a good fit and Do you remember I, your answer yeah yeah Oh, okay. So I what was it? I, what was it? 
I got the paraphrased version. Oh, you didn't tell me. So he he told me about the job in the company. So he goes, so, okay. And y'all mind you, this was a pre-screening. So this was going to see if I would even go for an interview. Like if they would call Mm -hmm. me back for an interview. Anyway, I told him that after I lost the last job or like, you know, after that job loss, I deleted myself everywhere. The same thing I just said, similar to what I said, I said, deleted myself everywhere. And I said, when y'all see me, I'm going to be on Oprah's book club list. And he started laughing. And I was like, but you know, I realized that I was wrong. Like I had it all wrong. I forgot my intention. My intention was longevity. The same thing that I've said here. I'm not trying to be redundant. My intention was longevity. I want to be taken seriously in the publishing language literature arena. And... I thought at that time when I deleted myself from everywhere that I was being brave, but I was really just scared and shutting down. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, this is what I said. I, you know, I was really just scared. And now I, I, I know that. And it makes sense for me to have this job right now because um, I've remembered my intention and I'm ready to do the, the work and I want to be on a team. And, you know, it's just time. And he thought it was a great answer. And at I this even, point, they already planned on hiring you. Mikey. But it's really nice. I'm pretty sure that was it. Why are you saying? Because we don't know that. I knew. <laughs> and once you start working, you can outright ask. I, oh, I love asking after the fact. Like, so what? at what point during the interview did y'all know that I was going to work here? So, <laughs> I love you. I really appreciate I, what, your, I how hype you. you are about this. I'm just saying. You were so qualified. You are a perfect fit. I mean, yeah. You've been doing this shit. It just don't. It's just funny. I just thought it was funny. So, he, he thought it was a great answer. Mm-hmm. And I like... But I just, this whole time during this whole interview process, I haven't felt like I'm performing. I haven't felt like I'm being anybody but myself. Those are And signs. I've never had an interview like that except with one person. And that was with Yarber Peoples when I was a college advisor. I think I should interject. Okay. Everyone knows that it is common before an interview to practice, mm-hmm. to rehearse, to recite. To Google questions. Google questions. Yeah. Look in the mirror. I didn't do none of talk that. Talk to yourself. To Otherwise, you're unprepared. Yeah. And you fucked yourself out of a job, right? Like that's the that's the way of doing it. Yeah. You gotta research the company, do a deep dive into maybe your interviewers if you have time to do it. No, um, learn the company and and I like that they did that work for me. He was like, I'm gonna tell you about the company mm-hmm. because you're googling it. Probably, you know, it ain't no point because ain't even what I'm trying to do. I just I'm gonna tell you and then you answer this. Imagine question. <laughs> going out for a job and it's literally just you talking to the person and they trying to like really fill your skills out. And not like just test you on what you Googled right. the week before. And so I really just appreciated that whole thing. And mm-hmm. then he asked, he said, if I had any questions, then y'all this time around, all my work experience has prepared me for this. I had a, I had a list of book, a list of questions. And so I was, I, I asked them if they, if he was interested in retaining employees and if so, how things that I should ask things that you should know. And, you know, cause I'm like, I'm not trying to work somewhere that hates their employees and making their lives miserable and all these things. I need to know. Um, I asked where he saw the company next year. What was the goal? I asked questions that I really want to know because I'm going to be here. Cause I also told God, you know, then this, the job that I get, I'm going to sit here for a minute. I'm going to sit here because part of doing the work is sitting in a space and being disciplined enough to do that work. Yeah. Um, and so I needed to be able, I needed to get a job that I could stand to sit at. And I think that that's a personal choice that different people take on. Some people can like job hop. Some people can go from place to place, but we are about stability, like in our marriage and our, in in everything that we just look for what makes sense Mm -hmm. and something that is going to like last and work for us. And I think that that is obviously something that like stuck out to you. Yeah. It was like, 
it just made it even more of a good fit. Yeah. Like, do y'all actually plan on keeping me around? Have y'all been around long enough? Is HR stealing from... You know, like, I'm serious. Like, questions I need answers. So, anyway, it was 15 minutes. Um, Like he said, it would be. Then I got an email back saying that, that they wanted me to come in for an interview. Mm-hmm. I came in, and it was great. Um, it was Just me and him. And then he had someone from the team, the other team, the, the team that I would be on, come in and ask me questions. But I just Your enjoyed... Your future supervisor, manager? I don't know. The team is shuffling. So... Mm-hmm. Her or another person, maybe my supervisor. Okay. But she's still, like, part of the team. Got you. But she heard about you from the interview before, and she wanted to come meet you because she knew what was up. And she had her own little book of questions. And I just loved how thorough they they are. This is a publishing slash library services reference company. And so a lot of the clients. All of those words were nerdy. Y'all, these are my people, okay? A lot of their clients are publishers. Mm -hmm. And so we do work for the publishers. So that's content management, typesetting, research. Yes, content management. (sighs) I'm so excited. I am proud of you. Thank you. Um, So, yeah. So he asked me a whole bunch of questions. She asked me a whole bunch of questions. And it just was nice. Like, I can't explain it. So. Then you met the team. That was the next. So the last interview was the group interview and a skills test. And mm-hmm. so, y'all, this one was the one that I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> because he told me I would hear back in a few days. I heard back the next day. And I was like, wait, you want me to come in? Oh, Monday? Huh? Okay. Okay. Well, God, fine. We just going to be moving. We just- yeah, this was in the course of about 11 days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Monday was my group interview. That's where I met the team. Mm-hmm. And that was the, probably my most, I really like the team. So first of all, y'all, this team doesn't, this looks nothing like me. If that makes, like nothing like me. And so at first that can be, for, at first for me, that was a little, not intimidating, daunting. I was, it was jarring because at my last traditional job, it, we're all around the same age. I was the only black one by the time it came down to it. But I have to interject again. Okay. At your last job. When you first started, you recognized about seven problems day one. And you came home and you told me them. I did. First thing was, our manager's a little young. She's actually younger than some of the people on the thing. Some people have a problem with that, but maybe not. Like, you weren't saying that because she's younger, she was incompetent. Just that she's, it's a little different. I was just surprised by... That did prove to later be an issue. There were so many things that was wrong. By the second week there at my last job, I knew I I knew that it wasn't for me. Team dynamics were a little but off. You noticed like, that the black people were a little quiet. Well, yeah, because it was like the black people would talk to me, and I didn't realize this was a thing till I was on Twitter a few months ago when they were talking about let's let's share some crazy things that happen in corporate, and somebody share when the black people talk to you, but when they get around the white people, they stop talking to you. I didn't realize that's what it was. Y'all, I, y'all know I'm I'm overcoming the this is me something's wrong with me thing. But I would talk to this dude because he was training me. He tell me all these funny stories and tell me about the restaurant and all this stuff. And so we get around our boss or any other white people, and be and I'd be like, hey, is this the restaurant you were talking about? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What are you saying? <laughs> like y'all, it made me feel like I was fucking crazy. I was like, am I imagining conversations that we're yes. having? Yes, you are. He would act like he had never spoken to me before. Nope. And a black girl didn't speak either. <laughs> he was like, "That's I'm sorry. I'm sorry to this man." They both quit, <laughs> and by the time by the time I left, they was already gone. They had mm. already been gone for like months and because so, they had already planned on leaving when you walked through the door. <sighs> it, that was really strange. So I was surprised that this team was so different, just based off visual, phenotypic differences. Mm. 
And I was like, oh, no. I said, I literally said, God, what are you trying to teach me? You know, this is, and then, so then I had my group interview and I was like, oh, I get it. These people are so damn cool and nerdy. We just nerded out. So the group interview, they just asked me questions again. And we ended up talking about podcasts and y'all like it was, I can't explain it. It was so much fun. They are such nerds. Like we're talking about the capital I internet. Chicago style had it mm-hmm. that way a few years ago. But this year is back to the lowercase I and this podcast. Shit that called, you would like, actually find interesting, which is right weird. Just to provide a, a parallel again, one of the issues or things that I brought up to you when I was looking for work was I need to learn while I do it. Yeah. Like I need to be in a space where this is something that I could continue because I do like it. Yeah. But it has to actually become a part of who I am. Right. In order for me to be successful. Exactly. Because this is new. Mm-hmm. You said the same thing. You're yeah. Just like, but, but, but more so, I actually need to like learn from people. Yeah. You said you needed to be around, be around people who could actually like also teach you something. Yeah. I don't think you learned much. And they're learners. Like they're all, and I didn't. And they asked one of the questions that I answered really well. I didn't realize I answered well till the end of the interview. They had asked me, where do I learn best? Like what environment do I feel the best when I'm learning? And Randy nerdy ass. I said the library. Yeah. We used to live next door to a library. My key was I there all the time or not. You were. Loved it. It was weird. I loved it. I said because the it's a library. It's. it's I said I things. love walking through the aisles and running they have my hands through the Wi-Fi. books. I love sitting at the reference tables. The computers are the same ones from O2. And then my second place was one-on-one time with Drew. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like I learned the most. These two places. I didn't realize I answered that right until the end of the interview, and they were and the guy was like, one of the guys were like, when you said the library, I was like, you're one of our people because. That's what this is what working here feels like. It's like working in the library. Like I was like, these are my people. <laughs> so anyway, it was a great group interview, but then I had a skills test, and that was what I was really stressed about because there was no real way to prep um, for the skills test. I had no idea. I had asked how to prep, and they thought it was a good question, and I didn't get. And they gave you no answer. And they gave me no Same answer. shit I got too. <laughs> Just to find out, like, find really out great, after the fact. That's a really great question. There will be some Excel stuff, y'all. This skills test, first part I had to proofread and edit. I had to copy, edit, and proofread a paragraph. Then I had to, they linked like, the, then they linked like three articles off statistics. Like they had statistics about um like a range of stuff. And I had to make a graph in Excel explaining one of them. And then the last few questions the last few questions, I had to research articles. So mm-hmm. I had to research. I had to find an article where um, that provided a public poll opinion about the death penalty. I had to find an article. I had to find an opinion piece about the 2020 elections, but it had to be from a reputable sur- source. Then I had to find. So they actually gave you research tasks. I had to research and I had one hour. And I was huh. like, oh, fuck, this shit is hard. And then on top of that, there were little details in the midst of the skills test. So like after you finish this part, save it in this folder, but they need to make like that. I'm, they needed to see that I was detail oriented mm-hmm. and that I could Organized. follow instructions. Mm-hmm. After you finish this, change the header to your name and the date. After you finish this color code, which article you use, like five people failed. We don't know that. that Mikey just talked. I do know that. You don't remember when we used to, the teacher would literally say, put your name at the top of the test. Oh Yeah. Like clockwork, or read two the niggas whole test to, first, like, and clockwork. you read the whole test and realize you, you get had to the to last it. one, 
in the last question say answer C on this question and you pass. Right. And turn it in. If you follow instructions. I hate Mr. And Smith before, did that shit. And before I took the skills test, uh huh. Yes. Yeah, what, Miss Smith? Mister. Oh yes, Mr. Smith did. Yes, Asshole. he did. It was I was like, we test. had a Miss Smith. Yes, he did. And Waller. Waller did do it. All the I time. paid attention to that one. Waller did it all the time. I was studying for Mr. Smith test. I was like, nah, I'm gonna go. Th- I don't need to read through. I'm gonna just answer. So I had the answers. She before she told before I started the skills test, she mm-hmm. told me, listen, I made this very hard on purpose. Don't spend your time trying to be perfect. Just finish it. And I said, you okay. finished? And I finished it. Okay. With three minutes to spare. <laughs> and so when I came and get to get her, she was like, Do you need help? I was like, No, I'm done. I just didn't know if you wanted me to sit back there to to twelve ten. Mm. She goes, Oh no. Shit it on them. I just wanna know. I didn't hear that detail <laughs> the first time. <laughs> Shit it on the carpet. Oh, no, I'm finished. Um, I was sitting there for an additional 12 minutes. I was picking <laughs> through my nails, but then I realized that I should probably turn this in because I don't want you guys to think that I would just waste company time. So, it would was you like so for me to great. clock out early? So, so then she tells her the director wants to talk to me, the one who interviewed me at first. And I say, okay, I go to his office and he asked me if I were to get the position, when could I start? I said, immediately. He goes, okay, well, the start date is the 22nd. Were you to get it? Y'all, I've been out the game so fucking long. I don't. I was like, is this normal to get the start no, date for normal. a job? That you also you don't talk to the director after an interview. Oh, I haven't done this, Mike. I haven't been on an interview in almost three years, mm-hmm. and I haven't had a job in almost three years. So, a year or two years. If you listen to the last episode of the one before that, you would have heard me give my wife uh, a fight or flight <sighs> about her remembering her worth as a black woman. Yeah, I was trying to explain to Randy. How she had the job and how I knew she had the job, but she wasn't listening. I was really stressed about the skills. She was really stressed because it was really hard. Like it wasn't like, oh, just Google this article. Like, no, they like I had to find certain like it was. What I'm saying is as difficult as as it was, you finished. I did. You finished and you did that shit when you weren't supposed to have finished. You were supposed to get through maybe a bulk of some of the things, not all of all of the things. And you were tripping. You was so, absolutely tripping. I was. And that was that was a part where I started to struggle and I started to relapse, I call it, into old, unlessened Randy. You forgot, <laughs> Randy like who you had forgot all the lessons of the of last, this season. Yeah, I, of this last two years. Yeah. Because I what I realized was the skills test was triggering for me. And I don't use that lightly. Like it really was one because I really like this team mm-hmm. and I was stressing because, and I know that like, it may sound like a typical Randy thing or Randy got so attached. Y'all like, I'm telling you, this was God led. I said, okay, God, what LinkedIn, this job, fine. I like this team. And I was so nervous about disappointing them <laughs> and like them, like they're like, Oh, she's great in person and it's interview, but like her skills says, uh, like I was but, stressing. But beyond that, you were also afraid to admit to yourself that you like this team. Like you kept saying, yeah. I like this team, but I don't know if I'm gonna like, just say the sentence and stop. Yeah. I mean, the team is so quirky and so smart mm-hmm. and already like, I already, I'm different than when I, before I had the interview, like I already know more. People who have been through trauma and we are aware <laughs> of this have to do things or do things to shield themselves from future trauma, even if it means even even if it's not like healthy. Yeah. So you would say I like this, but and you would say something else to try to make it seem like like if it don't work out, then I didn't com- I didn't like it all the way. You know, like I didn't I didn't give it a 100 percent like so you could like back out and still save something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. 
I just kept I kept pushing you to just say that you like the team, say that you like the job, and he I did, like and I and I did. I just felt very exposed because it also highlighted to me that y'all, anybody who's lost a job or either been let go or laid off or anything, whether you got a severance or not, unemployment or not, it's embarrassing. At least for me, it was. Mm-hmm. I hated having to call you. I had just told you I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, what is happening? Like, my life literally felt like it was falling apart. I was so ashamed that I had endured all this suffering just to be let go. For no reason. Like, I, and to this day, I have nothing to stew over about what, what it was. Because all I got was nothing. Do you like- remember when I called you when I was in college? And I was like, I was coming home. Not college. We graduated already. Uh, oh, we were living together. Oh, and I was wheel? working downtown. I was like, and I called you. I you was quit. Like, Randy, I, you quit. I got. I let go. I thought you resigned. I you resigned before, so that yeah, they yeah, wouldn't yeah. have. Yeah, it was like so. You're gonna. It was a forced resignation. Yeah. Because a whole bunch of other stuff was happening, but they needed like scapegoat essentially. Yeah, it was. I weird. was like, I was employee of the month last month. Yeah, nigga, I was Santa a couple uh-huh. months before. Like, oh, how do were. I call and explain this to you? Yeah. But I hated that anyway. I was like, bring your ass yeah, come home. Yeah, but you know. But and we so know Mikey where was, we was like similar. Come home. Just come home. Just come home. Because I was pregnant. He was like, look, come home. So anyway, all of that. And then I realized after passing the skills test, in a sense, and being hired, because I got hired. Or we wouldn't have this episode. Woo! But I was hired. But I was like, oh, I finally had to admit that what really was a problem at this job was race-related, which we all knew. But it was really difficult for me to say because I thought that I had I was beyond that, not beyond experiencing racism at work. But I had done four years at a predominantly white school. I thought I had mastered whiteness, you know, <laughs> and like maneuvering white supremacy. And, the, and we and talk about that the, a lot. And then like the irrational. I thought that I could, I was playing the game well. But y'all, like I, I was not. No, you weren't playing. You thought you was playing the game well. I mean, towards the end, I realized. I okay, wasn't. Oh, but no, like no. I was not. I was hyper visible, and the miscarriage made me even more visible. And it didn't help that the other black people there had quit. And so, which made your blackness just a little just bit darker out. than right what it was anyway. On top of that, I was so sad. I was doing the work, but I wasn't like playing the game, attending these office parties and these stupid ass barbecues and this dumb shit. Like I couldn't do it. I was like, I gotta get home. <laughs> you didn't meet them at the brewery. Mm. I did. You left early mm. with my sister. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> anyway. Um, so I realized that, that, and everybody had been telling me that. But anyway, so I realized that like I had to. I just felt very exposed. I don't. I realized I never really processed losing that job because we had shit to do. I was pregnant. I was trying to stay pregnant. I was worried about being negative, so I was like, "Okay, just gotta like keep your head down, keep your podcast running, keep this baby." You know. So now I was in a position where someone's asking me to do a skills test, and when you're let go, it feels like you're let go because of Mary. It feels like you're let go because of. It felt like I was let go because of Mary. It felt like I was let go because I wasn't doing my job well, but. After 16 months and I'm doing this new skills test, obviously I'm doing something right or you would have called me back. Well, and again, you know, in order for a job to let you go, they still have to like rationalize it. Yeah. So they'd be like, hey, well, you didn't perform well in these areas. And here's why. You didn't perform well in these areas because I said you didn't perform well in this area because I needed to like let you go. Yeah. And I couldn't really do it based off of your actual work because. I didn't get that. You did the work. Yeah. I couldn't do it based off of the fact that you're black because. That's racist. I yeah. can't actually say that out loud. I can, however, be like, eh, she didn't really perform to the standards. She's new. We just got bought out. This is a really good excuse. Yeah. Let's offer you a severance. Yeah. And you can sign something and just disappear quietly. Yeah. So. But fuck all that. My baby got a job. I do. 
Any other questions, babe, before we get on to what this means about the podcast? Okay, so I had a couple of questions for Randy. Um, A little mini interview in the midst of this conversation. Got you. This is just going to be a long episode. They get content this month. All right. (laughs) Okay. Mrs. Chapman, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. after almost a year and a half Mm -hmm. out of traditional nine to five work and with a new baby, how do you plan to take care of yourself in this new season? That's a really good question. I'm going to start with getting clothes. Is that what you mean? Or you mean something deep? Uh, Both. Um, I'm going to start with getting some clothes. All I have is maternity clothes, y'all. Maternity jeans that I've been wearing since I've been pregnant and since I had the baby and Mm -hmm. all that. Maternity shirts. Because you're not pregnant you're, no, I'm not. you won't be wearing maternity right. clothes but i have that's all i have gotcha. like i have i can't fit the clothes that i had before i got pregnant because i still am you know lost that way yet but also mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't have any clothes and so my first step is the dress code is business casual i gotta take care of myself i have to get some clothes that fit that make me feel great and that aren't maternity you know um, I, I you were upstairs with my mom and i was like when I came, she saw me. She was like, you look good. And I was like, look, I just wanted to like get dressed up today because mm-hmm. when you look better, you feel better. This like, is true. And that's I, the thing. Yeah. And when you look better, you feel better. Right. And because now we can actually afford basics. Like, I don't know what people thought, but like a nigga was down to like five boxers and four beaters like that don't have holes. Like, right. Just, like, it was just really hard to, out here. And I've just been recycling the same few outfits, eternity jeans, same time. few shirts. <laughs> I think Drew's seen your entire wardrobe. I mean, yeah. Drew got more clothes. So you're going to take care of yourself yeah. by I'm, so I'm investing gonna, in myself. your style. I have to. I have to. Um, I'm also about to, I'm not trying to approach it as like lose his baby weight, but I, I really do. I am starting to like myself. And Drew is moving. We, we got to go. Like we got to keep up with this baby, you know? And I'm and tired of being. Point, I don't think we're, I don't think that we're falling back, but I could see she, how it could yeah. be a problem. And I just, I know that when we were our fittest and when I was my fittest, I had so much energy. Mm-hmm. I could do the work. I could have ran laps around this baby five right. years ago. I used to be so strong, y'all. And after after you have, after you get pregnant and after you have a baby, I've been out of the game for so long. Like my, my abs aren't, I didn't even never have abs, but I'm so used to, I took for granted how strong my core was. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as being able to plank for five minutes you know or like something that just came easily to me something i didn't even like to do you know like to do a burpee without feeling like i'm about to throw up you know just i want to be i want to feel better and i want to feel strong again and i feel like getting back into a routine of work having to get clothes that fit i can finally like start incorporating when i get some structure to my life i can start incorporating a regimen you know and also drew's a girl drew's a girl watching her mom and that's just what it is and i need her to know you know, to pick up healthy habits and to not be obsessive and neurotic in an unhealthy way about her body and food like I have been in the past. And so those are really my two main goals. Um, Investing in your clothes and your style mm-hmm. and Health. actively creating um, a routine. Yes. And also my last one is l- just learning. I'm going to learn so much here. Just mm-hmm. about based off my job description. I'm going to have to do so much. And I'm trying to also increase my visibility. And Patreon, you really are going to get a post about this very soon. But as a writer, I need to be out here more. I haven't written for I haven't written for someone else in so long. A lot of my old stuff pops up if you Google me. A lot of my old blogs and stuff. But, like, I need to be recent and current. And so those are my three things. Those That's how I, I need to just prioritize Randy in that sense so that I can pour into the podcast 
And you, of course, and Drew and Groot, because he ain't getting a lot of love lately. But yeah, okay. Thank you, Mrs. Chapman. That was, no, that, was, that was a great answer. It was a great answer. Uh, Mrs. Chapman, how do you plan to find balance between your marriage, work, and motherhood? Well, I've done the marriage and work thing before. This baby is mm-hmm. different. That was, um, yeah. I don't know. Women have been doing it for years, for centuries. So I think we're just going to have to work together, to be quite honest, which I honestly believe that you know already. Mm-hmm. You've already started doing things to like show that you know this. I'm going to need some help. Because we know that I'm all about Drew and I'm all about you. And sometimes it'd be like, Randy, when's your shower last? You know, and that's that's not cute. So I think I'm just going to need, I'm going to need some help. And obviously you're going to pick up a lot of the things, not a lot, but you're going to like start at picking up things with the podcast like you have. The minis you edit now and the bonus episodes I think we agreed on. You upload to Patreon. So like there are things that you're going to start back doing now that you're also not working nights. Mm-hmm. And have a little bit more traditional I am, hours. It's really only two. Two nights versus seven nights a week. I don't have to work during the day. Anyway. Yeah. And you can be a, home if we could just get yeah. a space for you. And you like working from home. So it's nice. Yeah. So I think I'm just gonna need help. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm gonna do my best because I care about all of it, but I'm also ready to be back to work. So you plan and I'm also on ready to be ready back to work. bringing your partner into that part of the process. Yes. And figuring that out together. Yes. Is your answer. Yes. To that question. Yes. Got you. Okay. Okay. Mrs. Chapman, <laughs> what are three things oh, that you're really looking forward to in this new line of work? I'm really looking forward to all the research. Okay. And the random facts and things I'm about to learn. Okay. I, that is really exciting to me. I'm looking forward to the act of going into a building and working. Now, my last job, we had work from home options, and I realized I'm not a work from home person. Those were not the very most productive days for you. No, work from home is hard. You thrive in that. I do not. But I also would distract you. Too, right. Sometimes. And my baby. And, it was know, mad Netflix. It was other, you know, just, it was a lot. And on home, top of that, like for instance, I prefer working out in the gym. I mm-hmm. love a crowded gym over working out at home. Same. Like I need to be in a mental space. Of like where, you know, you know what I mean? Like I yes. just need to be in that space. Actually so, being in a physical workspace. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to being in a physical workspace. I like leaving, listening to a podcast on the way to work, going inside, being on a team. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> and the third thing I'm looking forward to is how my writing is going to improve. Because this is a publishing library reference company. This is all about language and literature and grammar. And I'm really excited how to see how my skills, how I, I strengthen my skills, being in a space where I constantly have to write well, speak well, not in terms of like formally, you know, but like I have to be in a space where I'm constantly reading and being informed and and knowing my grammar, my grammar skills. Because if you don't lose use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. And that is the case for English, you know, and just language in general. And so I'm really excited to be in a space of learning. I really am. I like that. Thank you. I do. This is my last one. Okay. <laughs> All right. What is one key thing that you hope to gain from this new experience? I feel, Am I being redundant? I feel like that. W- no. The other one, were, what are three things that you're looking forward to just in general? Mm-hmm. But what is one key thing that you look forward to taking away from it? This Not what you just want to experience. Like this but, job? Yes, or? this job. What's one thing that you want to take from it? Or, um, or this process. What's one lesson here that you don't want to forget? I don't, oh, but I don't want to forget. Let's go with that. Okay. I don't want to forget. Oh, there's so much. I don't want to forget. What I don't want to forget is how excited 
I I am and I was and what led me to that excitement and it was all this suffering that we had done in the past with work and how people normalize just do the work and go to work and be miserable and make your money you millennials are so whatever like you do not have to suffer yeah they're gonna be hard days and bad days and I'm not look like I'm sure it's not gonna be perfect and just mm-hmm. talking through the group interview, I know it's some craziness that's going to happen. But like, you also don't have to be miserable. And I'm, I hope I never forget that I don't have to be miserable. I do not have to suffer at work. And it is possible to thrive and to take care of myself and to be able to take care of my family at the same time. Like, I don't have to be miserable at work. And so being out of work for this long and all that heartache really showed me that. And I hope I never forget that, that I can, I can really only apply to jobs i want to apply to and that i'm qualified for you know i don't gotta go send out 10 applications a day why why if i already know (laughs) (laughs) then i know for why for why so yeah okay thank Thank you you. thank you i just thought that it was important to to put that part out there no i appreciate it um it's very it's common for us to like go through stuff and be in it when we in it but then forget the lesson forget the takeaways because time passes. Yeah. We were watching um, Umbrella. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Returns. And she was like, the adults always forget. Yeah. I do not want to forget in this. It, and it's magical and it's nice. No, you, of course you, how, why would I ever forget this really great thing? Yeah. And then you start living again and time has passed and, and you life forgot. Is hard. Yes. Like I forgot my intention. Exactly. All of a sudden I'm trying to write one book. No, the goal was to write a million. Mm. I need to be out here. You know. But. Along the way, you got hung up on the one. Yeah. And you thought that this was it. And yeah. when things weren't looking well or all the time for, you know, for it, you thought this was it. Yeah. Like, oh, um, I must not be any good. This must not be the dream. The which goal. is not the case. And no. to everybody out there listening, do not forget. Your intention. Remember yes. what your intention is. What is your intention? What is it? Because I never forgot my intention through our process. And I'm happy today. Yeah. And, and I that's get why my time with my girls. And yeah. my girls is getting the stuff that they want. It's just, it's nice. And that's why I know we talked about this briefly and we, me and Mike talked about this off the mic, but that's why that three star don't bother me. Like I know, like first of all, in the grand scheme of things, it's very small. Like it's a fucking star. Like I like mm-hmm. ratings matter in terms of like brand deals or whatever, I guess. But we had an intention for starting this podcast and it was to stay together, period. <laughs> stay good. married, yeah. connect to other people. Hopefully help other people your stay married too. That was it. And so like. <laughs> and I'm noticing that with, time passing one because of our indies and we are putting like our personal social media stuff out there yeah i got a request i've gotten requests recently from people married people yeah uh, and by the way can y'all please dm me so i know that you're a real person so i can like add you back i don't want you to think that i'm just like taking your follow and not following you back um <laughs> but like real people are affected by what it is that we say or do and yeah. find value in that and those just the motherfuckers that i'm talking to yeah yeah i want yeah that's period so okay thanks babe i really appreciate you asking those questions so what this means for the podcast y'all so if you are on our patreon or if you've been toying with the idea of joining our patreon you know that right now maybe you don't know but right now our patreon stresses that you know i'm writing full-time mikey's doing a coding program we need help you know (laughs) life don't care about this podcast but now our goals are changing everything is everything is changing we are in the space where we are in repair. Obviously, y'all, yes, this job pays. Yes, this is a steady check. Mikey's working. He has a steady check. But we have so much to repair. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. 
it might take another like <laughs> <laughs> just a quick little a you know, year, 365 yeah another year it may take a solid year to really get us back back but for now nah so, to get us beyond like, like to get us yeah to, yeah to yeah. get right to get right it's gonna take about a year because we we're in the spirit of repairing right now so but still our goals are changing so right now our main podcast goals especially when it concerns patreon and those then that funding we want to only use patreon for podcast stuff first and foremost mm-hmm. right now patreon pays bills we want to use it for podcast stuff including podcast bills but they aren't that much um game nights and date nights that is what we want to do and that's what we've been talking about since we, since started. we started and that is just money it's always just been money and we just cannot put out no crazy ass event and then y'all come back taking pictures post i can't do it. <laughs> we we're really we're really bad about not putting out bullshit we can't which is why sometimes some stuff will get postponed sometimes like i would rather give you something good than to just give it to you that's why we haven't created a youtube channel yet because we're still trying to figure out how we're gonna do that because i uh yeah yeah I don't want to figure it out while, while we go. giving you like, piss bullshit. Like we can at least shit. have a plan. Yes. So anyway, so Patreon, so, only Patreon for podcasts, podcast, game nights, mm-hmm. date nights, and we want to start using our Patreon kind of like how Humans of New York uses their Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 fund the people that they see that they meet out in the world, and what we one of the the feedback that we hear back the feedback that we hear all the time when people write in is that y'all understand y'all going through the same thing y'all mother-in-laws you know helping with formula y'all are living with somebody too we're all the same and so we want to start using our patreon for gifts bills family food help essentially just giving back i'm talking like bills bills for real bills because it is a shame that we are all suffering <laughs> and struggling. And not in terms of like, it's your fault, but more just like, this is just the country we live in, where we are in our lives. And we really want, it is like in our, it is on our hearts to start using this funding for helping people. Helping people and connecting with people. Yeah. And giving you a load point. off because we were showing a lot of grace during this season. Mm-hmm. People helped us out. Y'all helped us out. Nikki gave me a thank you letter. She was like, listen, here's a template. I had rearranged it for how I've already been talking to these people when mm-hmm. I interviewed, but it was like. And I never want to mix names, but someone sent Drew clothes. Yeah, Brittany. That she's worn because them shits were fire, by the way. Yes. Um, Zero to three months. That's all she was saying. <laughs> because <laughs> we have nothing. Like just, Amani sent, um, Cetaphil. Like, just like y'all just. I've had men reach out to Chris me and DM and offer to send me some money to help yeah. out during the pro. Like, it's, it's different. It, it feel, it felt really good. Like, I, I, this was recent. Like, but I told him, it was like, you know, like, I, I, this is something that we have to deal with. I have to push through. But just to be offered is a big deal. Yeah. It, it, and it's necessary. One, because I don't know. I think as married millennials, we are already a community. As millennials, we are a community and we all know we need to help each other through this shit because life is hard yeah. enough. So giving back is just one of our main goals. And now that we have the space to breathe. Yeah. And we're starting to repair. We can start doing that little by little. But mm-hmm. that is ultimately what's going to be the future goal of Patreon. And so when you join and in our shop, we forgot to put the shop. Oh yeah, the shop too. The shop is like yeah, we've been we've that's been coming next year. Y'all we've been like working. That. Yep, that and game night slash date nights are coming next year. I'm claiming it. Mike That'll is be claiming a fun it. Time. Yeah, 
the shop we've been working on that so but ultimately still extra content still yeah, uh, early access yeah. everything there we're just gonna do more yeah so um, those goals are changing and we'll be updating that soon so yeah we not got a comment like- a couple weeks ago that i wanted to highlight and i should have wrote it down and hopefully it wasn't ashley because she would have just been mad if i don't remember her name <laughs> but somebody had commented like i see these patreon notifications like it, it was, was Susie. okay yeah thank you Susie. it was Susie. like Yes, the notifications are coming. We are trying to make sure we're being consistent about everything and, and we honoring your things. your funding, like y'all. Because that's the point. Y'all don't understand. Sometimes that Patreon is all we like. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't oh understand. You feeding mouths over here. <laughs> so here's the thing, Randy's dad. Randy would always say about her dad that he just can't hold water. Like that's like they family saying. He can't hold so water. So they don't tell him nothing in advance. Don't tell him shit. They don't tell him shit about family <laughs> functions, Christmas, or like gifts that somebody put. Nothing like that. Nothing. Because he'll ruin it. Yeah. I'm starting to learn that the older I get, the more you can't hold water. It's getting harder for me to want to. Yeah. Patreon, just a heads up. Great things coming. Thank y'all for everything. What are you talking? Don't even say. I'm it. not. I'm not gonna give anything away. I'm just saying. I'm really looking <laughs> I'm forward so to what's coming. I'm, I'm so excited. I am excited. Yeah. So we're we're really. So the goal is like repair and give back. Period. So yeah. So that's the episode, y'all. Mikey, thank you for 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 like your yeah. time. Thank you. Your time. I'm really excited. Y'all. I love watching you, Sean. I'm really excited. My start date is soon, and we're gonna figure out this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we go on a podcast break exactly in November, that's so we can to, get some time. Yeah, we get some time to, to figure really out get that into out. the groove. But that's what we've been doing, y'all. That's why it's been so so quiet on our Instagram and social media because I've been on interviews. Mike has been working, y'all. It's been grunt work. Drew been sick. Yeah, she been sick all week. Then we find out she allergic to her medicine, y'all. Ugh, this poor girl. Ugh. But mommy is the focus today. Yeah, Randy. Did exactly what she was supposed to do. She delivered. She shattered on her competition. Mikey. She destroyed everyone else. And she and is worthy. God. You are Thor. Thank you. Are you the god of hammers? No, you are not. I am You're not, not the, the god, god of hammers. hammers. No, I'm the god of not. thunder. Exactly. You don't need the hammer. I don't. Because you always have the thunder. Just Yes. Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah. I, it's, I'm, it's, I feel re- I'm really happy. And I'm just going to let myself be happy because it's been a long time. I have joy. Not just happy, but like I'm genuinely excited. That's why I kept stressing to them. This is so exciting to me. When you want me to start? I can come right now. Look, my husband's still home. I with my desk. Like I'm ready. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Engagement, love. Do y'all remember your attention? What is your attention for your relationship? For your marriage? What is your attention for your career? Are you following that? Have you forgotten what your goal was? I will add on to that. Are you feeling unfulfilled in the work that you do? Are you feeling trapped? Have you settled? Mm. Um, Have you settled? Are you doing work that aligns with your purpose or just what's happening with your or that aligns with your situation? Are you suffering? Um, Obviously, I would never encourage anybody to just like leave a job. I was going to die selling pitches. At the, used to work at the, the Bears wheel or here. the aquarium, my nigga. Like I would have, uh, I was gonna be, I was gonna be somebody manager. He was. That like was the goal. Years. Just keep, be, no, like an ain't. idiot, like yeah. a fucking idiot. Anyway, making ten dollars an hour. I would never encourage you to do tips. that. However, I do see possibilities in trying to find that thing that you're supposed to be looking for. I remember there were people who would apply for jobs while they was on the clock, 
Yeah. I thought it was weird. I used to do that. But now I think I was stupid for not doing those same things. Yeah. Um, Alicia started working at Apple and then she left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, like you was applying. Like you were looking for something. So if so, ultimately what I'm trying to say is for my piece of this engagement is to put yourself out there. Have you submitted an application to something else that you want to do? Have you tried to like reach for a goal or something that you wanted to do that you are qualified for? Should I say the position? Go ahead. What's your title? What's your title, love? I would be a content development assistant. Yes, ma'am. I'm really excited. My baby out here developing content. I'm really excited. I'm proud of you. I'm really excited. And I hope these people don't turn out to be crazy, but I honestly don't think they will. Well, they're going to find out that you was crazy, and then it's just going to be like, oh, we really were meant for each other. (laughs) I'm really excited. So, yeah. I love you, babe. I love you. All right, <sighs> Patreon. So we've already done a Patreon spiel, kind little spiel, of. yeah. But basically, our Patreon features additional content, and that won't change. My blog posts mm-hmm. about being a wife, mom, woman, writer, and a content development assistant. <laughs> Mikey's daddy's journals, and she has one coming soon. Additional mini and bonus episodes, mm-hmm. and early access to what's going on with our family. So Patreon knew before everybody did that Drew was sick and all that type of stuff. Um, they knew about the job. They knew about the interview, the first interview, and then the second interview afterwards. And um, yeah, they knew about Mikey's stuff as well. Yes, he started working before we did the episode about it. So if you are nosy like the rest of our Patreon family <laughs> and you want to be informed ahead right. of time, do that. Join our Patreon. We also give unedited episodes. They love the baby in the background, the long pauses, Mm-mm. the the Mm-mm. cussing each other out before we uh cut that out. I think our Patreon the, family um, is is imbalanced. <laughs> Like we are. <laughs> they love it. So we do unedited episodes as well as exclusive pictures or early access pictures. Production notes so they knew what this episode was already about in our notes. And yeah, if that sounds like something you're into, mm-hmm. you can join for as little as $3 a month. And if you can't commit to a monthly membership, you can always send us gift cards at Amazon through our email at blackmillmayorgmail.com. Again, that's blackmillmayorgmail.com. At gmail.com. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash black millennial marriage. Thank you, babe. All right. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. What you got for us tonight? Oh, it's my fight? Yeah. Oh. Yep. It says uh, right there, Randy. Oh, my thing is scrolling. We're, yeah, we're sharing a Google Doc, and so we can't, we be fighting in here. Okay. <laughs> fight or flight. Uh, My fight. Lord Jesus. You need to pay your parking tickets <laughs> today one of your friends got his car towed god rest his soul he's not dead i'm he's sorry dead. he got he got his car towed god rest his wallet because he been parking in a deck at work and ain't paid plus unpart unpaid t- parking tickets mikey has got a few warnings before they gave him a ticket i think you got one i got warnings on both of our cars and a couple tickets on mine but like Mikey, you, you need to. I, I park backwards because Mike. they're not supposed to get out the car to scan the plate. Mike, this morning I swear to God, I parked next to him. I parked next to y'all. His he car. texts me, so and so's getting his car towed. I'm next to him. I call him like, what the fuck does that mean? Is it you next to him on the? My on second the, text didn't send yet. Are you you next to him on the on, on the, the toe? on the toe? <laughs> <laughs> what you saying? So. The way that this parking deck is set up is if you pull in forward, the little car when they drive by, they can scan your plates. There is one nigga on their team, and I'm pretty sure it's the only nigga that's been ticketing me, that will get out and go, because I park backwards. It's not the Fight. easiest lot to park backwards in. 
But I will back into any spot because Mike. I do this shit. They went around to the back of my car Mike. and gave me a ticket. Listen to me. I'm not going to risk it anymore. Listen to me. Yes, ma'am. And I say this with everything in my spirit. Mm-hmm. I cannot afford your habit. What habit? We cannot afford your habit. What are you talking about? Of tickets and money. I don't have a we ha- don't habit of have tickets it. and if money. If this car got towed today, yeah, nah, we, we talked about that too. To, we, we could literally. not. We couldn't afford to pay the parking tickets nah. or to get it untowed. That's and why your I had baby's to move car seat is was in, in the back seat. That car is our livelihood. I also had to have paid the tickets in order for them to release items from the car. This is what I'm saying. Paul Chapman. No. Don't do that. I'm so serious. Okay. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. I already planned to stop it. And I'm going to pay them back because I never know when I'm going to have to park there again. And we're going to get a monthly parking. I don't care if we're we're going to get a monthly. I told you. I call marriage. Like Beth said, and this is us. I'm putting my foot down. That is your hand. Mikey, I can't afford it. You can't afford it. We can't afford it. Stop it. Well, to be honest. Stop it. Now Don't we- <laughs> weaken me. I'm not paying for your parking ticket. With this new job. You know no. You could, you could front a nigga. No. I'm not fronting a nigga for putting himself in this position. Stop it. What? I'm not. If you call me, I'm going to tell you something right now. Before you call me uh-huh. about the car getting told, don't. I told him listen we was to going me. down there. I was like, look, to be honest with you, I'm going to have to lie to my wife today. I was like, I'm gonna, nigga got to. Listen I'm gonna to have me. To do, Don't no, I'm going to have him call you. I want him. To, I want you to hear him tell you. On the elevator on the way down, I was like, boy, my car was next to yours. Did you see my car? He was like, what color was it? I was like, nigga, it's white. What you mean? Do you, you seen my car five times. I was like, nah, let's go. So we went down there. I was like, look, no bullshit. I'm lying to my wife today. I can't even tell her the shit, right? Like, if the car gone, the car, nah. Like, Mike, I'm going to have to steal the shit back. Don't come. Huh? home yes yes ma'am until you get the car back and find some money got you that is my well, fight in the future you know we i'm have, making that I'm very sure that the clear we don't lie to each other to, we don't i was going I'm to today i'm telling you that you're going to have to you're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to stay gone it's about to hit up a couple of the drug dealers you're going to have to do whatever you have to do let me get a quick little foe mike it's saturday i could have made a quick little 400 listen to me three hours listen to me huh? i just want to be very clear okay yes that's my fight what are you doing? Are you fighting or flighting? I was going to run in a strip club and just grab money off the floor and then run. <laughs> <laughs> you do whatever you got to do. I you ain't coming home. Don't come back. The plans Don't that run through my head. Come back. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to pay and the $10 cover charge. Because you're funny. But I'm going to leave with 300 Don't come back. I'm going to do that same shit at a different strip club. And her car seat and everything else in it. Mm hmm. And the tickets paid. So you need to pay them. But to make me feel better, I was going to also get a dance. So, <laughs> <laughs> so can you ever pay the stripper hole with 15 that you picked up from the floor? Because that's different. We I'm did a different that type of ba- nigga. Not we. Because them hood rats did that at my bachelorette party. They were picking up the money they had already thrown. <laughs> I said, y'all trifling. And I'm going to go to the back because I don't want to explain to my husband that I'm saying penis. So, goodbye. But you I need to stop you. picking up this money and throwing it back at him because well, it's already on the floor. But that mean, maybe they didn't see them them bills. Maybe she didn't see the specific one. It flipped really nicely. I make it do a spiral. I got four of them. You do. I, do, yeah, I, do. I, I haven't been to the strip club with Mike, but I have seen him spiral a dollar. I can make that bitch and flip. And he does. It, do, it does fly. Listen, I don't care about none of that. <laughs> you figure it out. 
do whatever you gotta do. Picking up soggy dollars. You better John Q it. I don't know who you got a whole hostage, but that car (laughs) not be getting towed. Well, not you can't come home. John Q is so fucked up. That's exactly what happened. She started crying and was like, "Do something. Do something. (laughs) Make it work. I'm not even playing." So you to hold the towing company PDA. PDA. So I started laughing about it though, real quick, because I also realized that your car isn't at home. So like you wouldn't even be able to get me to the towing place. Like a whole bunch of stuff just went to my head. Anyway, yes, PDA, I go first. Yes. <sighs> this is what I've been waiting for. This moment. I ain't gonna do too much because I have to save part of it for when we make love. Oh, okay. Uh <laughs> I can't. I'm serious. I but know basically, you are. Are you going to cry? No, I'm not going to cry. I just think that it's very important that I be clear with you right now. Okay. I am proud of you. Thank you. I am. You set a goal. You said you was going to do something and you did it. You said that I inspired you to do something, which made me feel really, really great. But then you like went through with it, which made me feel (laughs) really, really great. You are deserving of a lot of things, including everything that you want and hope to gain from this new job um, and this work. I hope that it pushes your career forward. I hope that you get all the information that you can, make all the connections that you can. I see nothing but success for you ahead. Um, Success with your book, success with this job, success with connections that you might make, just all of it. Like, I'm just very proud of you. Thank you. I'm very proud of you because you're one step closer to everything that you that you worked for, that you wanted. Just one more step closer. And I love you for that. Thank you. And I cannot re- cannot wait to retire at 40. And we just live off your money. <laughs> Thank you. It's going to be great. I'm proud of you, babe. You worked really hard for this. You had your anxiety moments where you were annoying. <laughs> and you forgot who you were. I did. You I forgot relapsed. what you do. Yeah, I do this. You lost sight of what the fuck you see when you look in the mirror. Like... Yeah. You had your moments, but you are and have always been worthy of whatever it is that you want. Thank you. And you killed that shit. I and did. I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I cannot wait to give you congratulations, Head. Because <laughs> we haven't done that. Y'all has been crazy over here. This little girl didn't go digging. She's been so sick, y'all. Mikey, stop. Oh, you're going to send her sick. Mikey, you can- Okay. Your penis is just talking. Your child <laughs> is like... <laughs> so, that was my face. So, <laughs> my PDA. Yes. So we had a conversation a few days ago. It's actually been ongoing. We're still adjusting to you being home, mm-hmm. which is like sad to say, but it's real. Like we had got accustomed to you not being here because we had to. You had to be out. I had to be here. Drew, you know, and Drew just is, is so happy. You know, she's so happy. And but it's been an adjustment. It's like okay, Randy. It's just been an adjustment. So we had a conversation about what does that look like? Does it look like me telling you what to do? Does it look like you asking me what to do? Does it look like you just fi- figuring it out? And that has caused some some frustrations with, with both of us, with each other, individually, whole bunch of shit. However, my PDA is, I felt like our most recent conversation, you did what you said you was going to do. You was like, okay, fine, fine. Shut the fuck up. I got it. You didn't say that, but you said it. I saw you. I said it. You didn't say it out loud. Oh. But you definitely said it in your head. And oh. I was mad, but I let it go because it's, you work better when you're mad anyway. You know? My mom used to say that. Oh, you mad? You clean better when you're mad. Go ahead. That would have pissed me Just off. Just don't slam that door. <laughs> 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 she used to say crazy. Oh. I love your mom. 
her. She was awful. I mean, in a great way, but she used to be like, are you really mad? No. No. Go clean your room. I've heard her say that. Like, she don't care. So that's, that's where I was. I was like, oh, you're mad. Cool. You can be mad. I think you deserve that. This is upsetting, you know? But, <laughs> but you, you've been really doing just great. Mike, like, earlier today or yesterday, I was putting on her ones and you, like, came and helped me. And so it was like this thing and Drew was just, like, happy because, you know, her daddy's big. And you're just picking her up. It's just mad hands. Flipping her and like, everywhere. Yeah. She's just like, ah, you know. <laughs> and, you know, all her bottles are washed every night. So I, when I wake up to feed her, or when we get up in the morning, I can just, like, grab it. You can just grab it. It's just great. You're, like, doing what I asked you to. But not even just what I asked you to. What I did ask you to. That is my PDA. You're just being a dad. And you're tapping into, like, what that means for you. And... It's really great to watch. And it's holding me accountable because it's like, okay, Randy, yeah, you're used to doing this by yourself all the time. But, like, you're not a single parent. Your husband can do this with you, for you, without you. Like, yeah. like the other day, you stayed home. I went to grab the food because usually you're the one who grabbed the food. Today, I went to the store to get the Benadryl. You stayed with her. Like, usually it's it's different. I ain't know what none of the shit is. But because you do all the store runs, I'm calling you. Or you like, Randy, it's on this aisle. What you mean? I'm on this aisle. No, it's another aisle. Like, this stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so like, the, like, I'm learning how to do the things that you were doing. And you're, like, you're getting time with Drew. So, I just really appreciate you being frustrated, communicating with me that you're frustrating, frustrated, and still just doing it. It makes me feel like being married isn't a scam. And it makes me feel like we can make it work. I love you. I love you too. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm proud of you. Thank again. you. I'm proud of you. Sir, I'm telling you, I watched you. I was like, okay. You really did lead, Mike. And I know that like for you, the leading didn't look like look the way you've always nah, wanted to you were still broke because we were still broke but you led you led in bravery you did the work mike you did the work you drove live for three years did you want to absolutely not when you really need a reprieve <laughs> stop blinking at me <laughs> when you need a reprieve yeah, we need a fucking youtube this, channel we do when you need oh a reprieve when you need it like mm-hmm. we needed the money you need diapers you the only one making money you gotta go drive you need gas i need gas like you did it and that really showed me that taught me so much about discipline and some things you gotta eat you know and but it also showed me, like, at the same time, you simultaneously work to get yourself out of that situation so you could be happy or in a space where you weren't suffering, you know. And, you know, while I did suffer in my own way, watching you suffer kind of limited how much I did because I only applied in one job. I was like, yeah, I, ain't, I don't got a job left because Mikey did already. <laughs> I'm going to just Mike do this that. in one job. So hopefully you ain't got to go through that. Right. <laughs> Damn, ho. Right. Mm. So yeah, I that's took what too I much mean. from Jay Z. Like I, I uh-huh. really, you really did lead that way, Mike, and show me about how to be brave, how to be disciplined, how to remember my attention, and so yeah, I love you. Thank you. I love you too. You're welcome. I'm proud of you. I'm really excited for you to get back to the world. Me too. Um, that's How's another to big thing about this. I, I didn't know where to throw that in there, <laughs> um, but that's an important part. Being around adults consistently, talking to new people, meeting new people, making friends again. Yeah. It's different. Um, and then reconnecting with some people who you may have missed and liked. Um, shout out my cousin Brandon. Again, I miss you. Love you, bro. Yeah. Little things like that. Yeah. Like it's it's a to whole new world again. for you. Like I haven't necessarily driven. No. You gotta fix your car up. You know? Like get you a real quick tune up. 
I got to take it to the car wash again. Yeah. Clean it. So I didn't tell you when I went down to the parking deck to get my car. This is the last thing. I swear to God, you wrap it up. We were, we were talking, me and him, about mm-hmm. whether or not I should move it because they had put a ticket on it. And I was You got like, another ticket? There, there was, there was a ticket. I told you this was her. No, there was not a ticket today. On the I said that I had a ticket. Anyway, so there was a ticket on it. I'm going to look back through that text. Randy. Go ahead. And so me and him were talking. He was like, well, since they ticketed already, they're not going to tow it. I said, boy, it's Saturday. It looked busy as hell around here. And they gave you a ticket. <laughs> and then they still they ticketed it? him today and told yes randy i was like nah i can't i can't risk this shit b i pull i pull you i get in my car it. and i drive around to the exit and all i see is two two ato trucks my, just circling they lot. so are they looking on the street too or it's just for the deck the it's for that parking zone so there's like parking at the top level of the deck and in the bottom of the deck oh, okay but everybody parks at the bottom because we it's all thought yeah. ain't no truck coming down because it's such a tight fit. It is. And because it's been getting away with it for almost a damn year. I mean, yeah. You but started like, in February. Nah, so I parked really far away and I wore and that's Tim's unsafe, today. unsafe and you are a black man Well, it's, it's the middle of the day. Was, I know, but when different. you work nights and you go yeah. in, that, I don't, that doesn't, I no. know, I know, I know. I get it. Fine. I've already discussed the part that I didn't, I, my car got burnt shit all over it, basically. So I had to wash my car. I was letting you know. Me and Drew going to do a car wash. Let me tell you something. You stay wherever you are until you get that car back. If they know your car don't come, you going to have to. Ah, thank you again for listening, y'all. As always. Be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. If you dig in what I'm saying, we could go deeper. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. You dig it. I dig it. I dig it. You dig it, I dug it, we're good, so yo, I hope you love it, I love it, I got no upper, but none above it, I focus on what the funk is, don't know what's so fierce, I'm sipping time. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>